Friends, family, welcome back to Living Disciple Podcast. My name is Mark and today we have a great show for you. Today's topic is hope in the midst of suffering. This topic is is near to my heart at this point because my brother, as you've heard me speak about it in the last podcast, has cancer. So me and my family are struggling we are having faith. Now, in the last podcast, we spoke about faith and how to approach cancer and how to approach these type of struggles in life. And in today's topic, we're going to talk about hope. And it's so important because we know that hope, faith, and love are the three most important things in life, in God's eyes. Those are the three greatest things. Obviously, love is the greatest of all. But let's talk about hope. But before we talk about that, before we talk about suffering, I would like to kind of give you an update on what my brother's response is at this point. It's been about a month and a half. I think he's going to have his fourth chemo shot right after July 4th. And uh, he's struggling, I guess. It's a good way to say it. But let me show you his response and it's a response as if God himself is speaking to me. And I'm like, wow, God, thank you so much. The changes you are making in his heart. So let me read this. This is my brother Emmanuel writing to us as a family. I still pray for the scans and her surgery to show no sign of cancer. But why does suffering exist if not to teach us or to get us to where we need to be? Which is why I also pray that I get to where I need to be in my relationship with God. The later being more important. What if I'm too stubborn and set in my ways that I don't change how I need to change fast enough to make this relationship a reality? It kind of feels like a race now that I write this out. I must hurry. Before we continue with this show, I would love to invite you guys to become one of our sponsors on patreon.com slash livingdisciple. These funds will be used to continue to run the show and to support our missionary friends across the ocean. Their job is to make disciples in all nations. If this is something God is calling you to do and to become part of, then please do it by going to patreon.com slash livingdisciple. And now, guys, let's get back to the show. We spoke about faith to him a lot. To stand in faith and to fight for healing and we, we as a family are fighting for his restoration so far so far there are no changes in scans and uh, on any of that stuff there is no change and so we talked about that right and so it's kind of like in our face like here's your faith but we spoke about that last time and if you would like to know more about that go listen to the previous podcast now let me read you his second response meaning following response and so he says a prayer now this is pretty powerful at least for our family uh, to hear Emmanuel say these words about himself and about us to God oh God you are my shepherd guide me as I transition in this phase let me find that which you are trying to show me and embody its lessons 
I would also pray for my family and their troubles and strives to show them what they need to see as well as have our paths. But together let us enjoy each other's fellowship. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. When I heard that, it sort of brought tears into my eyes to hear my brother pray those prayers like, that's genuine. That's not something that he could have produced in his heart. That's something God is working on him. That is something Holy Spirit is working out. And that is the response. I almost say, God, I almost missed it. I almost missed that that's the response we're ultimately looking for is a man coming close to God, is a man turning to God and genuinely saying, God, I'm here. I'm really seeking you out right now. Not even so much a healing because it's almost shallow to say, God, just heal him and let's move forward. But man, it's like he has to go through the suffering to get him to this point literally to get him to this point of saying these words because if he didn't really go through that suffering i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure if he would express in the same way if he would if he if he would even come to the same point of realization you know i love what my brother <laughs> andre stated afterwards man let me let me find this it's so good. Uh, right here. It's so, it says, he, he says a lot of things, but this one little phrase, he says, It seems that pain does the bidding for or is subject to love, which is God. Suffering or pain does the bidding of something. Now, humanity sort of mocks Christianity, at least in uh, recent history. And I'm talking about like recent couple of years or five years max. They sort of forgot the Christianity's response to the world about suffering. And so now the world sort of mocks us, mocks us as, look at your God. Like how can God allow suffering or evil to happen in this world, right? As if it's some kind of a negative thing about Christianity's beliefs, Christianity's stands on things right and I want to come back kind of go back in time and really show show us and remind us and really speak to those people who are listening to this who really need to hear this about suffering and where we find hope in it okay so like let's kind of go back and review all the way at the beginning all the way in the beginning of the Bible, which is Genesis and the creation story, where it all began and why in the world certain things happened. For what reason? So obviously God created Adam and Eve. Now let's read about the tree, what God commanded, right? And this is written in Genesis 2, 16-17. And the Lord God commanded the men, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Why in the world is 
this tree in the middle of the garden. Why is this tree standing there? It's not like it needed, it's needed there to sustain the garden. It's not like it's there that it's needed to sustain Adam and Eve's life. Really, it's not really written. Why in the world is this tree there? Why is this tree there, guys? It's not really written. It's not really um, stated. But I do know what happened. And we can't say that God is incompetent or that he doesn't know what's going to happen. So let's read Genesis 3.6 and see what did happen. Because if we know what did happen and if we understand that God knows that this would happen, then it sort of gives us a little glimpse of what is the purpose of that tree in the first place. So this is obviously when uh, Eve was speaking to the snake. And the snake kind of lied to, the, to Eve, tried to, you know, sway her, make her sin. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good and the food is pleasing to the eye and, it, and, also, desirable, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. <laughs> Why was the snake in the garden too? Yeah, the snake was so sneaky that he sneaked himself behind God's back in this back door, right? Or God knew that the snake was there. Or God knew that the snake would speak to Eve. And God purposefully put the tree in the middle of the garden. I think it is the later that's true that God knew all those things and that God created all those elements for a purpose that mankind would actually would choose to eat of this tree. There's no doubt in my mind that this is the purpose of this tree. And there was no other purpose for that tree to exist over there. It's not to sustain any life and it's not to sustain anything, right? It's simply for mankind to bite it. And let me remind you guys that it said death was the result of it. But we know suffering, right, is the consequence of death. When there's death, there is suffering. There is conflict, there is strife. So that's what mankind wanted to. Now let me throw in just even another piece of in here just to kind of give you guys a little more substance on this it's written a couple passages um, and it's talking about the idea here is that Jesus was conceived in God's mind before any of this creation was all right uh, let me read 2nd Timothy 1 9 it's one of the passages he has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. His grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So speaking about Jesus was conceived before the beginning of time, right? That all of this was God's plan. 
but Jesus was the initial idea. And when we think about God, even thinking about himself, and that Jesus, the God himself, would show suffering. He would actually suffer. What is the point of all this? And let me also say that it's not like Adam and Eve, like let's say they were ignorant of what his morality is. That is not true. If God is able to give Adam and Eve a command that is understood, that Adam and Eve understood discipline or understood moral acts, he understood laws, he understood logic, don't eat of this tree or you will die, meaning it was assumed that they understood that. So we can't say that, oh, there are these babies and they didn't, even, they didn't understand God and uh, they just like ate it and how can you even blame them for it? No, you, you could blame them for it because they did understand morals and they were guilty. So the question here is, what is the purpose of all this? Like, what is, what is, what is happening here? There is something that God is trying to show, is trying to solve possibly, and it's the depth of love, right? And because of it, there are certain things that have to take place. You couldn't possibly show love if suffering wasn't there. And I'm not saying love, I'm talking about the depth of love. And how can you show the depth of love if not take it to the limits of life itself? Like if we speak about life, what are the limits of life? Limits of life is death. But when we speak about death, it's suffering. So without suffering, you're, un, un, are, you're not able, I'm not able, no one is able to really, really understand the depth of love without it. And so hence, this is the purpose. This is the, the idea that's all the way from the beginning that even mankind in himself saw something. That I want more wisdom. And that's what Adam and Eve or Eve saw. It's like, I want more wisdom. I understand morals. But what is this love? They understood love. They understood it to some point, And we can say angels understand it to some point. But they saw something. And God's really touching on something that's even in humankind. And he even put that in him because he knew that they would respond. Because he created the mankind in the first place to respond in such a way that he wanted mankind to understand love. It's a different question, who will understand it, who will receive it, and who is not, but for God to create humanity that understands love, right? That understands love, it, it really, really matters. And this is why, all the way from the beginning, we see why suffering exists. Now, back to hope. Obviously, we've been speaking about love over here, but really, in, in, in uh, my situation, in my brother's situation, especially because he's the one who's going through and hearing him say that I'm still having hope. And I spoke to him 
before before he wrote that and God was speaking to me, he's like, speak was speaking to me about this topic, suffering. And when I started speaking to him, I said, man, how are you feeling? Are you losing hope? And he's like, no. Now it's sort of faith, right? But he's like, no, I'm not losing hope in a face that it seems like faith isn't working. But it's like, but don't lose hope. Because when you think about, think about this, what is the biggest issue he can have in his situation right now? That one is loses faith, meaning gives up on life, loses hope, meaning there is no purpose in, in my life at all anymore. There's nothing. And he's like, no, I'm not losing hope. And so in the same way we spoke about faith that we ought to, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like we ought to fight, ought to believe that God is going to defend us and save us in the same way we are not to lose hope right and that's something we also come to god with uh, romans 5 2 through 5 great passage and it's specifically about hope and we boast in the hope of the glory of god not only so but we also glory in our suffering sufferings not just suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us and when I see this hope right I, I it is the Holy Spirit that's working in people that people don't give up it doesn't matter what the uh, what the circumstance is in life People don't give up and says, I have hope. And that hope is God. And the one who put that hope in me is the Holy Spirit. And I love the part here that says, and hope does not put us to shame. <laughs> the world is sort of trying to put us to shame. Kind of going back to the topic of what I was speaking about yet, uh, previously. The world is trying to shame us. Like, look how stupid you are. That your so good God is putting us through suffering. It's like, it's not putting, it's like you, you, no, I'm sorry, but you missed the point. You missed the point of, of what humanity did in the first place. We wanted this in the first place. We wanted to understand the depth of love. We wanted to understand the depth of faith. We wanted to understand the depth of hope. And we wanted to understand the depth of love ultimately. That is the purpose. And I love how my brother stated it. He's like, suffering or pain does the bidding of love. Meaning that love wants to show itself to us. The depth of it. And this is the reason why suffering exists. It is to produce certain things. And that's what I see in my brother. It produced something. It produced something. And, and it's putting tears into my eyes hearing him say those things. I'm like, wow, God. Not only is he speaking about himself, he's, he's, he's like, God, open my own family's eyes to help them also understand 
why this is happening because they're praying they're the righteous ones you they're praying for my healing and i'm not being restored granted i am sinful i'm not worthy but they're worthy enough they're out there doing missions and preaching and being pastors why are they suffering because of me help them see it as well and then says let us enjoy each other's fellowship sort of like as we all suffer that's good guys and that's God's response his initial response reminder about suffering reminder what it's supposed to produce it's supposed to produce genuine love in us the depth of love for each other that fellowship that doesn't break produces that hope reminds us that hope is the answer to all of this that it's that element should be real so that's sort of my podcast for this time um, thanks for listening and I'll get on give you an update later on see see what happens but that's that's where we are at this point point. and guys uh thanks for listening again take care god bless